In this edition of Locked On Capitals, we are going to talk about the five teams that improved the most. Who are those teams? Let's talk about it next on this edition of Locked On Capitals. Locked On Capitals, your daily podcast on the Washington Capitals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello and welcome into this edition of Locked On Capitals. I'm so glad you decided to join me today. As always, this podcast is free and available on all the major platforms. I want to thank you for making this your first listen or view of the day. Yes, this podcast is also available in video form, so head on over to YouTube and check it out. And when you're on YouTube, make sure and hit that subscribe button. And if you like the videos hit the thumbs up button. It really helps grow the channel. My name is Dan Holmey. You can find me on Twitter. It's at DanCaps218. You can find the show on Twitter. It's at LockedOnCaps. So in this edition, we are going to talk about some teams around the NHL uh, and what some big improvements that were made on those teams. Yes, one of those teams we'll talk about is pretty close to home. But first, we're going to talk about just the teams in general. What teams around the NHL made the most improvements? The 2022 NHL offseason has been a busy one thus far. Several notable stars such as Brent Burns, Max Pacioretty, Alex DeBrinkett were traded to different teams. Others such as Darcy Kemper signed a lucrative contract with clubs via free agency. A number of teams made acquisitions in their hope of bolstering their rosters for 2022-2023 season. A handful, however, substantially improved their lineups compared to last season. Some, like the Ottawa Senators, brought in players mostly to boost their score punch others like the Detroit Red Wings made moves to upgrade their rosters at almost every position and that's what I'm talking about some teams that have kind of been historically not great teams I know if you go back a long ways to the Detroit Red Wings have been good but the last several seasons the Red Wings have not had much to talk about that's going to change this season. Uh, the uh, Detroit Red Wings have made some huge changes on the, to their roster, and I see bigger and better things uh, for that team. You could also put the Ottawa Senators in that category uh, by picking up some big-name players on that team as well. How are those teams going to fare this upcoming season? We are going to talk about them. Trades and free agent signings have slowed down approaching late August. With training camps opening in a month's time, it's a good opportunity to examine the five clubs that have dramatically improved. Did we miss a team? Is there a club that doesn't belong on this list? Let's talk about a couple of them. And the Carolina Hurricanes uh, in the Capitals division, the Metro division, uh, they were they pl- were in first place. They were 54-20. and 20. And, you know, when you take a look at the Carolina Hurricanes, it's easy to say, how can that team get much better? How could they improve over last year? Well, they weren't satisfied because ultimately they did not achieve their goal of winning the Stanley Cup. The Carolina Hurricanes were among the NHL's best teams last season, but failed to advance past the second round for the second straight year. 
you know, maybe we've heard that a time or two around the Capitals about not making it past the first round after forwards Vincent Trocek and Nino Niederreiter departed via free agency. General manager Don Waddell made two trades that should improve his club's chances for a deep postseason run next spring. Waddell's first dealing was obtaining Brent Burns from the San Jose Sharks for the low price of checking line forward Stephen Lorenz, a goalie prospect and a draft picks. Burns 37 is among the NHL Chell's elite offensive defenseman netting 54 points in 82 games last season. His skills and experience will make him a significant addition to an already formidable blue line. And uh, that is going to be one of the tough teams for the Washington Capitals to go through. You know, this isn't the Carolina Hurricanes of old, you know, just a really poor team on the ice. They have been good for some time and it is going to be a challenge for the Washington Capitals to surpass them and make it past them or to be in first place when you have a team like the Carolina Hurricanes in your division. The Hurricanes GM followed up by landing veteran winger Max Pacioretty from the cap-strapped Vegas Golden Knights for future considerations. A six-time 30-goal scorer, the 33-year-old Pacioretty ranks third with 303 goals among an NHL left wingers since the 11-12 season. So So that's what I'm talking about is I think that taking a look at Carolina and the additions that they made to that team is adding Brent Burns enough is adding Max Pacioretty enough. You know, it could be said that it is enough. If you take a look at that Carolina Hurricanes team, there was not a lot of changes that need to be needed to be made to push them over the top. So I do think that the Carolina Hurricanes are sitting in a good position. Um, it's going to remain to be seen. And, you know, Brent Burns is a bit of an older player. And Max Patch already, you know, can they, you know, kind of rekindle some of their youth and uh, and get that same production that they had when they were younger? Uh, that is a question that is going to need to be answered this season. But I do think that the Carolina Hurricanes are in a good position. And like I talked about off the top there, the Detroit Red Wings, uh, just taking a look at them, they are generally a team uh, that has not played well the last several seasons, but was kind of a dynasty years ago. And I think they are in a good position to do a lot better this season. Detroit Red Wings general manager Steve Yeiserman spent the past three years rebuilding his team with young players acquired through trades or the draft. This summer, however, he added several notable veterans through the free agent market. The most notable were forwards David Perron, Andrew Kopp, and Dominic Kabalik. Signed to two-year contracts, the 34, or the 34-year-old Perron and the 26-year-old Kubalik should provide a boost of experience skill to the wing scoring lines. Kopp, 28, signed a five-year deal and should bolster their second-line center position with his versatility and gritty two-way game. Yazerman also signed defenseman Ben Sherratt and Ali Mata to a four-year contract. The six-foot-three, two hundred and thirty-four-pound Sherratt brings size and physical stay-at-home style among the Wings' top four blue lines. Mata, twenty-seven, agreed to a one-year deal. He will also provide additional mobility to the defense core with his puck-moving skills. And uh, I do think, just taking a look at it, that the Detroit Red Wings are going to be a team to look out for. Um, You know, when you talk about this, oftentimes you'll say the Detroit Red Wings, Dan, they haven't been relevant for years. Uh, Last year, taking a look at them, they were 32 and 40. And um, 
you know, they do have kind of a tough battle in their position. I think there's, you know, there are a lot of great teams in the Atlantic taking a look at it. The Panthers last season, are they going to be able to be as good of a team as they were last year, picking up Kachuk, but they also uh, lost Huberto, they lost Uyghur. Are they going to be as good? The Toronto Maple Leafs, they are going to have to get past the Toronto Maple Leafs and taking a look at the Maple Leafs, kind of a sad sob story there, a team that can really kind of put it together during the regular season, but always kind of falls short in the postseason. Another team that uh, goaltending seems to be their Achilles heel and, um, you know, another, there's uh, several tough teams in front of them, the Tampa Bay Lightning, the Boston Bruins. Um, what kind of team is the Montreal Canadiens going to put together? You know, it is going to be a tough road for the Detroit Red Wings, but, um, you know, they did make some great acquisitions. They made a head coaching change. Will that materialize? I guess that remains to be seen. All right, after the break, we are going to continue to break down the five teams out there that made the biggest moves Are those moves enough, though, however? We'll talk about it after the break. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports, wagering information from live in-game betting, scores, and podcasts. They have you covered. And guys, if you haven't been over to BetOnline yet, what are you waiting for? It makes watching the game that much more exciting. Head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today. Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, where it's your team every day. In this episode, we are talking about the five teams out there that made the biggest moves. And they're making those moves ultimately to try to make a deep push. They ultimately want the biggest goal winning the Stanley Cup. Are are the moves that they made enough? We'll continue next on the list here is the Ottawa Senators and a team that has not been good for years. But I do think the arrow is pointing up for the Ottawa Senators as they have kind of stockpiled draft picks year after year and made some big acquisitions. Is this year the year For the Ottawa Senators to make their big move, you know, when you talk about the Ottawa Senators, another team out there that, you know, just can't really seem to materialize, a team that finished 33-42, and and, uh, you know, kind of what I talked about in the previous segment, they got the Panthers, the Leafs, the Lightning, the Bruins, oh my, there's a lot for them to go through, but... I do think that this is a team on the rise. The Ottawa Senators general manager, Pierre Dorian, has made rebuilding his roster since shipping out veteran stars Mark Stone and Eric Carlson in 1819. After several years of adding young talent through drafts in the trade market, Dorian made several significant moves this offseason that could finally turn his club into a playoff contender. Before the first round of the 2022 NHL draft, Dorian shipped three draft picks, you know, what I talked about that they had stockpiled, but kind of, you know, money that they had in the bank, including the seventh overall pick to the Chicago Blackhawks for the 24-year-old Alex DeBrinkett. I really don't know what the Chicago Blackhawks are thinking. The two-time 40-goal score should fit in well on the Senators' second line alongside Tim Stutzel and Drake Batherson, providing a significant boost to their offense. 
Dorian wasn't done bolstering his, his forward lines when free agency opened on July 13th. He signed Claude Drew. Yeah, Claude Drew of the Flyers, a former captain to a three-year contract worth an annual average value of $6.5 million. A skilled two-way forward and a former captain of the Philadelphia Flyers, the 34-year-old Drew will help this young team at both ends of the ring. After watching the oft-injured Matt Murray struggle over the last two seasons, Dorian traded the 28-year-old goaltender to the Maple Leafs. Oh, God, Maple Leafs, what are you thinking? He then acquired Cam Talbot from the Minnesota Wild as Murray's replacement. The 35-year-old Talbot, excuse me, may be older, but he's more durable and put up better starts than Murray over the last three years. And, you know, one of the things I'm going to say about the Ottawa Senators is it seems like a team where goaltenders go to die. You know, Murray was one of those netminders when he played on the Pittsburgh Penguins, was kind of lauded as being the next and best, greatest netminder out there. But it never materialized. And, you know, you could fault an Ottawa Senators team that did not have the defense of the Pittsburgh Penguins in front of them. And to that, you should say, touche, good point. But did they make the right move? Is uh, Are the moves that they made in net, is Cam Talbot going to be the answer to what else ails the Ottawa Senators? I'm not so sure. It's, a, you know, you see that on a lot of different teams where a goalie who was awesome on one team goes to another team and can never duplicate that success. And, you know, I got to say, Murray going to the Toronto Maple Leafs is not probably going to make him feel a whole lot better because that is a pressure cooker of a hockey environment in Toronto. Toronto Maple Leafs fans love that team come hell or high tide. They love that team. So um, he is going to be under the magnifying glass and hopefully he can kind of rekindle some of that um, great goaltending that he has within him that he had with the Pittsburgh Penguins to help that uh, Maple Leafs team. Um, you know, the Ottawa Senators, you know, they went and they did what they thought was best. But I do think that that Ottawa Senators team is on the rise. Um, taking a look at the next team, the Seattle Kraken, a team, you know, they were trying to duplicate some of that success. You know, kind of that expansion success that the Golden Knights had. And they were snake bitten this last season. And uh, you could say that maybe they didn't make some of the best decisions. And, you know, they're playing in this state of the art arena. Are the moves that they made enough in the offseason? When you take a look uh, at the standings and the Kraken, they finished in last place in the Pacific. You know, kind of an about face of the Golden Knights who took on the Washington Capitals in 2018. Can they turn that team's fortunes around? Uh, taking a look at it, unlike the Vegas Golden Knights, the Seattle Kraken's inaugural campaign followed the usual path for an expansion club by missing the playoffs. However, General Manager Rod Francis made a series of moves this summer that could end up playing up big dividends for the club's second season and beyond. The first was a bit of a luck as a highly touted prospect, Shane Wright, fell into the Kraken's lap at fourth overall at the 2022 NHL Draft. And, you know, Shane Wright, you know, he is talented, but what is the thing about Shane Wright is he knew it. And, uh, you know, you could feed that guy a little bit of humble pie to, you know, deflate his head a little bit. I know he is a great hockey player, but it was just kind of one of those moments where he's like, you know, I am going to be the number one draft pick and the Montreal Canadiens are going to pick me. <clears throat> that didn't really go according to plans, did it, Mr. Wright, as you went to the Seattle Kraken. 
And, you know, maybe that's going to be a better environment for him anyway. Uh, just taking a look at it because it is a team of unknown. So maybe he can be the cream that rises to the top of the Seattle Kraken. The 18-year-old center has been compared to Boston Bruins two-way star Patrice Bergeron. It could make his NHL debut this season. He has the potential to become a franchise cornerstone for the Kraken. Last summer, Francis landed two significant free agents in goaltender Philip Grubauer and winger Jaden Schwartz. And Philip Grubauer is another goaltender who has not lived up to his potential since he left the Washington Capitals. Should the Capitals have had stuck with Philip Grubauer? And, uh, you know, they went to have those two off seasons with Sam Sonoff and Vanacek. But, you know, I cannot be a revisionist. I cannot rewind time. I do hope for Philip Grubauer that he is able to get back to his former glory. He turned to the market again this year to, uh, you know, try to bulk up his lineup, adding invaluable experience by signing winger Andre Burakovsky, another guy that is familiar to the Washington Capitals, another guy that did not have great success on the Capitals. Flashes of greatness what is what I would say. But uh, Burakovsky in a recent interview said that he is finally able to be on a team where maybe he can be one of the stars. I think that he lived in the shadows, and this is what he alluded to of the Alex Ovechkin, the stars uh, on the Colorado Avalanche. So maybe on this young team, he can be one of the stars that kind of stands out because, you know, Burakovsky did have a pretty good season, I got to say, with the Colorado Avalanche, but I think that ultimately that is what he was looking for, is he was looking for that opportunity to shine. I am not living in Alex Ovechkin's shadow. I am my own man, and I am going to, to make a name for myself uh, in the NHL. All right, so after the break here, we are going to continue to break down the teams that made the biggest moves in the offseason. We'll talk about it next. All right, welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, where it's your team every day. In this episode, we are talking about the five teams that made the biggest moves in the offseason. Were they enough, ultimately? And, uh, you know, a lot of this is sketched out. You don't know how it's going to be. And last but not least, our beloved team, the Washington Capitals. Let's hear it for the Capitals. The Capitals general manager, Brian McClellan, faced some big issues this offseason. His club lacked an experienced playoff goaltender. Nick Backstrom's recovery from hip surgery would leave a big hole at the center until his return. And Tom Wilson's knee injury exposed a need for depth at wing. After trading Vanacek to the Devils and cutting ties with Ilya Samsonov, McClellan swung for the fences by signing Darcy Kemper to a five-year contract. The 32-year-old Kemper should be a significant upgrade between the pipes. He was among the NHL's best starters last season, backstopping the Colorado Avalanche to the 2022 Stanley Cup. Can you really ask for anything more than that? The Capitals could give promising young center Connor McMichael more playing time and backs from absence. However, Brian McClellan added some insurance by signing Dylan Strom to a one-year contract, a great move. The 25-year-old had consistency issues but still managed 22 goals and 48 points in 69 games with the rebuilding Chicago Blackhawks last season. Strom could move to the wing when Baxter makes his return. In the meantime, McClellan acquired Connor Brown from the Ottawa Senators. 
on July 13th for a second-round pick in 2024, ostensibly to take Tom Wilson's job. I know it could end up being Anthony Mantha, but you know this is how it's sketched out. A versatile forward who can play either wing. The 28-year-old Brown has scored at least 20 goals twice and recorded 39 points in 64 games. And ultimately, when you take a look at the Washington Capitals, I don't think that there's anything else they could have done. You know, I've looked at it and I've thought, well, they could have got this player. They could have got Johnny Goodrow. They could have got Nazem Kadri. You know, it would have been too expensive at the end of the day. And ultimately, I don't know if those players would have been the right fit anyway. On a star-studded team like the Washington Capitals with your Alex Ovechkin and Nick Backstrom and TJ Oshie, did you really need to add the likes of a Nazem Kadri or Johnny Goodrow? You know, in kind of a fantasy hockey sense, it seems like it would have been a great idea But in actuality, I'm not so sure that's the case. I think Brian McClellan did the right thing. He had that LTIR money for Nick Backstrom, and he finished under budget. He got Connor Brown and Dylan Strom and um, Gustafson and, uh, you know, um, everyone that he needed, Kemper and Lindgren, and they, you know, all the players that he signed, and he did it under budget, and I think that he did the right thing. And I think, you know, like I talked about, sketched out, this Washington Capitals team seems like a winner. And uh, are they ultimately going to be that winning team? That remains to be seen. Uh, But, you know, like I talked about on paper, I think that they're in a good position. If they can get... You know, Darcy Kemper to be the Darcy Kemper of the Stanley Cup winning Colorado Avalanche. That would be the big thing for the Capitals out there. You know, I've talked to different beat writers and stuff. They said, but, you know, he played well last season because he had the Colorado Avalanche in front of him. Of course. But I do think that the uh, Washington Capitals, I do think their defense is in a good position. If you take a look at the Capitals defense, there's not a lot of changes that I would make out there. They had great success last season, and there's no reason for me to think that they won't have continued success next season. So, you know, I think that the arrow is pointing up for the Washington Capitals. My goal for the team is obviously to win a Stanley Cup, but if that is not possible, at least make it past the first round. The Capitals have been snake-bitten since the 2018 Stanley Cup, and I do think that it is about time for them to to make it past the first round. Thank you for making Locked On Capitals your first listen every day. Now make your second listen. Go check out the Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022, an eight-episode extravaganza to get you ready for the NFL season. The local team experts of Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey NFL Insiders all combining into one Ultimate NFL Preview. Search for Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022 on your Odyssey app, YouTube, YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts and guys aren't you excited about football I am excited about football you know preseason is behind us so head to locked on as they have you covered in all major sports all right once again thank you for joining me on this edition of locked on capitals where it's your team every day and uh, you know the the training camps are going to be starting soon and the show will be going back to five days a week and I look forward to covering this capitals team for you once again You know, once again, thank you for joining me. My name is Dan Holby of Locked On Capitals, and I'll talk to you again next time.